spoken later. I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, or not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half-asleep state, it's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you. First Charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative series by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoken Thank Label. you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want. So you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you want to throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs of this podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Label. Hi guys, Andy End, Spoken Label, back in the house. And guess where we are today? We're on Zoom again today. I'm going a bit up north today and I've got a gentleman there with me at the moment over in and I'll... I'm not. I'm not going to try and guess he's still in this area, but if unless his bios change it, he's living in New Pitsligo. I've got that right because that's right in the northeast of Scotland, and it's Finn Hall. First met Finn. Well, I think it was last month actually over at Randy Horton's night, write and release, and I had a couple of people tell me that night book him on. So and I love this stuff. So I'm a very very talented writer here. So Finn, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are. Confirmed to me, we're still in the north, you're in the northeast of Scotland. <laughs> and what's the artist of your writing? We'll take it from that. Right. Hi there. Thanks for having me, Andy. Yeah, my name's Finn Hall. I live in, you're close, it's New Pitsligo, it's called. Uh, locally, it's called Kiak, which is its uh, northeast Scotland kind of dialect name. And it's uh, four miles from the Murray Firth, 35 miles from the nearest big city of Aberdeen where I was born. I started writing sometime back in 1971. And I only remember that because I know that because I found a bunch of old books of mine very recently with some of my first stuff in it. Oh, wow. And yeah, and uh, one of them, I must have been quite prolific at that time too, because one of them is called Tons Up and it was my hundredth piece that I've written. I mean, they weren't all great. Most of them were probably typical teenage shit stuff, like but, uh, <laughs> you know. But some yeah. of them, some of them, I've retrieved, and you know, without being big-headed, some of them are quite really great. I mean, I really love them. Uh, one or two of them have uh, I've developed, and some of them I, I actually use now. I still read some of them now because they're. they're they're, they're quite relevant, although I can't remember when I wrote them. 
Wow. I was first published in 19, 1972 in Sounds Music Paper when I wrote a poem called The No Game Game. It was basically about uh, getting the British troops out of Northern Ireland. And I had to become anonymous because at that point I was a volunteer. I was a, a member of the British troops. I was in the Royal Signal. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. I loved actually the fact is that I did that. So, and then it was probably about twenty five years later before I was publishing something else again. But that's all right. So, oh yeah, completely. I remember sounds completely growing up because I used to. I um, yeah. at the time in the late eighties, I used to get that and melody maker. Very rarely ended. All right, yeah, yeah. So I remember yeah. I used to at one point I used to get all three of the papers. I've always enjoyed sounds. God, you could take me about that does. So they like said to you, obviously, then when you were obviously a soldier at the time. Did, how long? How long did you serve for then? Yeah. I was three years. Three years. I was out of work, and literally, I was walking down the streets of Aberdeen. As uh, I was really shy. I mean, I still am to a point, but I was really shy, quiet um, teenager, really shy, quiet kid, and uh, I didn't have confidence in anything, and I couldn't find any work, and uh, I just walked past the army recruiting office. I thought, ah, bugger it, I'm going to be a soldier for three years. But I deliberately didn't do anything uh, physically strenuous like um, infantry or anything like that. I became a radio operator, which was uh, because, you know, marching bad enough, but carrying heavy shit and doing all that. No, <laughs> not for oh, me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't blame you there. So did you find that obviously, and obviously when you're back in the army, you probably didn't get as much time to write in the did you probably really? So do you think... Did you, looking back now, did you really get going your writing after you left the army? And given no, an awful lot of the stuff was, was written in the army. Ah, I remember a, a, an awful lot of it was written. When you see stuff written down, it was more, I can't sing and I cannot play an instrument, but I used to sing songs in the head. So the lyrics mm. I could write down, but as soon as I'd written them down, the tune went out my head. You know, I could have been Paul McCartney or whoever if I if I was able to write and sing and play, but I can't. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just it even. just ended up. All the tunes went gone as I can't remember the tune. But I can't remember my words, that's why I've always got to read them. Um, but that's where they came from. It was just basically songs and not all, some was definitely poetry. Uh, and they were poetic kind of songs that I had written. And uh, and I just did it. Did it all the time in the in the army. I, you know, most of my books still come from that period. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, of course, completely. Yeah, I get you completely with that. So yeah, I think it does. You write. I think there's a writing. You always write from experience anyway. Certainly. So, and that's about yeah. probably like the first stage of your life. You probably be able to write about, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Well, I I tend not to. I don't. I I wrote some personal and experience stuff. I write more personal experience stuff now, but I tend not to do a lot. I remember a, a gig before lockdown, so it was a couple of years ago, I, I went up and I stood up and read this piece and my wife was in the audience and I came off and she was looking really worried and she went, are you okay? Are you okay? And I went, yeah. She says, are you happy? And I went, yeah, I'm fine. And it was kind of like a suicidal piece, although it's not about me. It's just like 99% of my stuff is fiction. It's just made up. I get into the head of the imaginary 
person that I'm writing about, how they feel. And I don't get depressed. I've never really contemplated suicide. Um, I've never been homeless, but I've written all about them over the years, you know. Yeah, There's some yeah. that I write now that are obvious, this is me, but not all of the time. Even if I use I, not necessarily is I. Yeah, know? no, I can agree with that. I think it's down to fact you've been writing for quite a long time. You, and I know you're an experienced writer and reader and performer. I can see that a mile off. You, you get good at knowing what you can hide, can't you? And you can like, it's your life experience as well, where you, you know people or you know stories, don't you? It's things you can adapt to make into poems. I get you completely yeah. with that. So, yeah. yeah. Now, there's yeah. a few things I want, want to talk about today, quite specifically, obviously. And I know I want to ask you, first of all, reading your bio before, I know you included an anthology, weren't you, called Voices in the Wind? Voices in the Wind, it's, um, yeah, it's a massive American thing. I think, you, you know, you have to pay a total minimum sum, I don't know, a tenner mm. or something to be involved in it. It's quite a big book, um, two secs. Yeah, so it's a you know it's a really wow <laughs> quite a big tome. With anyway, uh, obviously this is an audio podcast, but Finn's has shown me the book that looks a pretty hefty book. Yeah, it's the it's Great. the International Society of Points. It's uh, is that why that an A four book that is an A four hardback book? Is it was it bigger than that? It, yeah, it kind of, yeah, yeah, it's A4-ish. Let me see, I've got an A4 paper holding it in. Yeah, it's an A4 book, so it's quite big. And I don't know how many points there are, but there's literally thousands and thousands. Um, but apparently it was a book that was just uh, put out to be in the US Library of Congress uh, categorising points from uh, wow. from all over the world. So I put, one in, I put one in that. And um, I just actually noticed earlier on this year that... Um, the point that's in it, they uh, put the wrong word in. I can't remember what it was. They put the wrong word in the play. It doesn't make any difference to it. Like you know, it's oh, still, yeah. it's still, it's there and it's, it's still, still, it's still there and it still carries it forward. Yeah. All I've got to uh, say, I was wondering about that book. Is that must have given your postman a hernia that day to deliver that to you? Oh, I would have. I would have hated to edited that book, like and, and be the one dealing it. And it's before, it's before digital. I mean, yeah. it's in the nineties, so it's before it's an analog book, as it were. Oh. So it's not like it. You know, would have had to have been probably whatever typeset and process they had at the time. You know, it, yeah, uh, but it took ages, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it's not just like copy the word, cut and paste from <clears> you know. From a PDF or anything like that. Not as straightforward you can do nowadays, that's for sure. What so. Now, yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you next event, you know, no, you, you, besides doing poetry, you've done a lot, you've done, you used to run a storytelling night, didn't you, as well, that you were telling me about before? Yes, I did. I ran uh, an event that was going for just over two years. I did it what, uh, four times a year. And it was called Everybody Has a Story. And it was, inspired mm. by an American thing that's been going for a uh, long, long time called The Moth. And uh, they, it's worth checking out. They do a podcast as well called The Moth where they just have people telling stories. They do live events. They charge people. They have slams. They have them basically all over America and sometimes in other countries. And it's just getting people up to tell 
10, 12 minute true story about their lives, something that's happened. Because, you know, the title of my one, Everybody Has a Story, because everybody has a story. And it doesn't matter if it's a holiday story, it doesn't matter if it's something crucial or something that will make you cry or make you laugh. Something happened to everybody at some point. And the crux is just getting people up to tell that story. Uh-huh. And yeah, I've had people after it, I've come up and went, thank you, I needed to tell that. I've had people come out about the depression for the first time in public on one of my story time. I had someone come up and for the first time speak about being, I can't think of the word, where they have multiple personalities, you know, so they don't know who yeah, they're going to wake up. Schizophrenia is one of them, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not schizophrenic. I can't think it is. They've got inner people that uh, oh, no, I judge today. Yes, yeah, it's kind of someone's got that, yeah. I've heard, so I know. Yeah. Yeah, some, of course. Some, some lovely young girl, uh, she's only 19 or something, student got up and stood that and she says, thank you. Uh, I convinced her to do it. She says, you want to do it? Then she says, I can't do it. And I said, look, it's like sporty slam nights. Nobody judges. Nobody goes, well, that was a shit poem, was it? Or oh, they can't read that poem. The fact is they're taking part in something that's, that's, that's important, I think. And she did that, and she came along, and she just knocked them dead by just telling a story. Wow. Because people went, look at wow. They went, wow, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, I know also as well, because you, you're a busy man, you definitely. Yeah, I know you've been doing some work on a project called Joint Up Writing as well. I did. That started back in uh, April. Um, a friend said, you want to get involved in these. They go on just now where it's like they've got, um, God, I can't even think of the word. But you got a hint every day. You've got a list of hint. Write a poem on this subject, on this. You know, the word, a prompt, it's a word, a prompt word. Same thing. Someone says, you want to get involved in escape rope. Escape April, where you get a prompt for every day. You get the prompt in advance, but you've got to write a new piece every day using this subject, literally. So, and I loved it. There was about half, there was about 12 of us did it. Maybe about eight of us finished it, did one every day. And then after we finished, this is what we're going to do now. And I went, I don't know what we're going to do. But we didn't do Zoom, didn't do Zoom. I think I'd. And then I said, thought, I said, why don't I write a verse and then get someone who wants to write the next verse, take one word from my last line, at least one word, and write a verse on it. And I put it on Facebook, and probably about 20 people says, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So it was off to a great start. Some people who said they would do it ended up not doing it. Of course. Um, but a lot of the people that said they would do it weren't points oh, and then I thought I love that I thought well I'm I ended up messaging every single friend on my Facebook oh, <laughs> to say do you want to do it over the piece not at once you know some said yes some says I can't do it that's fine it's, nothing's being forced on you you know some people ignored it again that's fine and I ended up getting Getting 100, 100 people and I was going to stop around about, a, I 
got up to about 60 and then it slowed and I thought, well, I'm finished. I'm going to get more. And then I had another burst and I thought, right, I'm going to get 100. And round about 80, uh, I struggled, I struggled, I struggled. And sometime in the early part is when I first came across Zoom, just one of the poet friends, Fiona uh, Jane Brown, she'd put on, I had a great thing last night. And I thought, we'll get a look into this. And I, I, what I did is I went onto her website and uh, Facebook and found people who she'd friended, like we do, through the Zoom. And one of them, funny enough, one of the first ones was, who you did last time, was uh, Andy Talbot. Right. Oh, I love so, Andy. Yeah. yeah Andy. What a lovely Love, guy he is. Yeah. He's a, he's a lovely man. Oh, what and, a lovely man. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew him, because obviously where he comes yeah, from originally. So that's, that's how I knew him. And so I looked on his page, saw that he did this Zoom thing along with uh, Erin Gannon and Pam Benjamin, and she's in California. And I did, I asked him if he wanted to do a verse and you know, introduced myself, and he says, oh, no, yeah, I'd love to. And then went on his Zoom thing, did a few verses from Joint Up Writing, and then wow. everyone that was on it that night says, can I do a verse? Can I do a verse? Oh, so I, I've literally got about another dozen off of that. And uh, I just kept going. But through that, I found another Zoom, and I did more people. Then I did uh, Rose Drew's York and got a few people off of there. Really? And pe people, friends, and I've got <clears throat> taxi driver friends. I've got, uh, I've got waiters. I've got my daughter who'd never written anything in her life. My brother, who's an artist that lives in New York, he did something. And then odd thing is, I love this. I got a message from somebody called Joan Hall. No relation. She hmm. says, "I've heard about your thing. Can I do a verse?" Now, but yeah, of course. So I looked who she is, and she's in New York where my brother stays. She stays in the same big artist complex block of flats that he stays in, yet he never told her about this thing. It was, I have no idea to this day how she's picked it up. And she wrote a verse on it and become a friend since then. And it just snowballed. I've got, you know, it started off wow. with just people all over the place. Oh, that's best. That's best way. Best all way. That I always find that some of the project really gets going. You get bombarded, and it's great. You want to do more and more and more. Same for me with spoken label. Like this has only been a one-off originally. I don't. Yeah. The time this goes live, it'll be two hundred and sixty-five seconds later. I'm still going strong. There's no end to it. So, brilliant. Well, I ended up. Sorry, I ended up the last verse. I thought, right, I'm going to keep this with the last verse. And I asked my twelve-year-old granddaughter if she wanted to write a verse for me, for it. And she went, yeah, I'll do that. And she, had she written, I think she'd written one thing before, uh, one poem for a primary school. She's up at secondary school now. And I said, here's the word, here's the, no, I gave them, what I used to do, I gave them the whole verse. Which, well, hindsight wasn't always a good thing because I wanted their, Mm. what they want to write about as opposed to taking something other than a word from the last verse. But anyway, she did, and she took the word love and wrote an astonishing 
uh, last verse. I mean, I've got it here. I can read it just now. I know I'm doing some of it. I can read the last verse. It's really yeah, short. Yeah, sure, sure. Because obviously, like I said, we were doing the proper reading later. It's, it's always nicer if stuff yeah. on it. That's fine to me, so. Right, she took the word love and put love. Love is a chemical reaction that compels animals to breed. It hits hard, but then it slowly fades. Beautiful, beautiful. That's for she, as a 12-year-old. 12-year-old, I mean, that's good whoa. going. That's more like, a, I, start, I started when I was 11, and my plumbing yeah. is bollocks compared to that. That's really good, I'm impressed. Well, you're, you're that age. It doesn't matter how Fantastic. smart or whatever you are. You're, you're only 11, 12, you know? You, you generally yeah. got to be writing about the stuff that's important right. or round yeah. about you. Or She's wrote it from whatever, her heart. That's you know, but... perfect, yeah. Brilliant. Right, now, yeah. okay, next thing I want to ask you about, because I'm full, I'm full of topics today. This is what you're a pleasure to talk to, because <laughs> I've, got, I've got plenty I want to ask you about. I know, obviously, Sorry. you're running your own night at the moment, aren't you, as well? I the run... Name of it. Yeah, the name you caught me out with before, like a bolt from the blue. Yeah. Tell us about that night yeah. next time. It's, it's, it's like a blot from the blue. And it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's... Uh, it literally comes from a poem that I wrote way, way back. I can't remember when, like a blot from the blue. It's an anti... Um, Kind of televangelist poem. It's not not anti-religion, but and, although I'm an atheist, it's not for me to point it out. But it's an anti-televangelist poem called "Like a Block from the Blue," and I just decided after doing a few zooms, I thought, yeah, I need to do a zoom. So I did my first one, and I just thought I'd call it that because it's not a snappy title. <laughs> Confusing, because I've said it wrong when we were talking yeah. about it off my before and I got it wrong then as well. <laughs> well, it, it 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 was deliberate to make you think, you know, because it's easy to go, yeah, here we go, this is do, do, do. Makes you think, no, I've got to do this right, you know, say it right. And um, I did my first one back in August and, and to, uh, just a few... F- Point friends from around the world that I'd come up with said, yeah, they're free, they can do it. And I did it on a Saturday tea time. And I think I got about 11 people. And then I thought, right, I'm going to go to a Sunday because I intended going back to work. I drive a taxi for a living. I intended going back to work Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, round about September when the next one would have been. So I thought, I'm going to do it on a Sunday. And when I put the, the announcement up, I was literally inundated because Sunday tea time seems to be a quite a good time because that's a time I use a Sunday because that's a time I used to have my everybody has a story storyteller night. I had it at five o'clock, but I had this one at seven o'clock because mm. we're dealing with different time zones to get them not too early and not too late. Oh, Apart from yes. Australia, and it's always it's always screwed up for the people that come from Australia anyway. So um, I had it that, and I was absolutely inundated with people. And I don't like saying no. And I don't have a, t- I have a time limit roughly for points. I say, then they say, how long? I said, well, you know what? I don't put the clock on, but just the usual Zoom stuff. We don't want any like higher water points which go on for days and days. We just want, you know, whatever. Something you know, short or 
you know, three minutes, five minutes, who's counted? And people are really good. People just oblige because they're so used to that. They're so used to that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's standard normal nights like that. So yeah. now this podcast will go live, obviously, before your next night. But just to show people how popular it is, do you want to tell people how many writers you've got coming for you next night? I have, um, I think it's 42. Yeah, and it was over 40. I, I have five in reserve. Wow! To go on as well, um, I would have. I might get them on because not everybody manages to come. I appreciate. All right, the people can't get it, stuff happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so uh, I have people this time. I have the regular bunch. You know when you go to zooms. The yeah, regular, yeah, there's people there that's like, like to Jeff Cottrell and John Wessex and people like that, they're, they're at the mall, right? So I have a regular bunch of about 22 people who I don't have to, I have to, I don't have to invite. I just send them the link at the time. Some don't always come, but that, you know, that's okay. And then I always, always... I suppose, I suppose the modern word is troll, but in a good way. I troll other things, sites and uh, Zooms, and then ask people, do you want to come and do this? You know? And uh, they, they say, yeah, yeah. So this time I think I've got about half a dozen new voices to like a bot from the blue. Uh, and uh, I have two from the Philippines Potentially, one from uh, Karachi in Pakistan, um, yeah, and then Americans, and just the the, us the usual continents, you know. And one, I think, I'm not sure for this guy is he's. I maybe saw him in Randy's thing. I don't know. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Dias Chaos or something. He's an American that lives in Poland. But when he did the Zoom, I found him and he was in Georgia. I not Georgia, America, but Georgia, the 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 oh, yeah. Baltic state. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, Fantastic. So no, I, I, about I, that. Wow. I just I just uh, ask people, and they say, "Yeah, I've got a guy that you no." Know, You've probably get it yourself. You've got people sending you Facebook requests. I mean, I've had, most of my oh. friends now are are poetic Oops. people, right? Yeah, the same. Forget the same, the really. People. Yeah, they're all the same. And um, I I quite often accept a friendship and then I go check, you know, or sometimes I check. If they've got two mutual friends that are in, say, our circle, then that's fine. I'll accept them. Even if they're not poets, they may be people who just turn up for things and watch and listen and like poetry. And um, I've got a guy called Mbizo Chiraza, I think his name is, and he's from Zimbabwe. Wow. And I think he's a, I think he's a big kind of guy. About I mean big. There's something like United Nations poet or some shit like that. Wow. I don't know really? his biography. I, I, I ask people, and I just love hearing new, new points. And I, I, like we all, I don't always judge how, what they are. Some, some you just go, wow, that guy's great, you know? Or that person that, you know, they're really great. And that's how I got asked to do things as well. 
because they must think I'm all right too. Yeah, so, so it's come <laughs> from today, this really. So but yeah. I'm the same, really. Like, I do tend to get a lot from the quest coming from probably from the spoke for the night to run and also in this yeah. podcast as well. I know what you mean. So, now the last thing I want to touch on today, you or second to last thing, is your debut collection. Because I know you've bought a book out relatively recently, haven't you? Called well, Joined Up Joined Up Writing, 100 Voices. Yeah, that's that's the one where we're talking about it. It uh, I was trying ah, people... is that the book, is it? Right. That's the right. book of it. I thought everybody. it was, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one. When I was doing it, everyone said, oh, that's great. It should be published. And I sent it off to publishers, and they went, oh, that's really great. But it's not for us. Love it. You know, you know what it's like, you know, oh, there's nothing, yeah. we don't want it. And I could have done it through uh, a self-publishing, a smaller thing, uh, and not, not overly expensive, but for this times when you haven't been working for six, seven months, you know, a lot, of, which I haven't. I mean, I work two days a week now as a taxi driver. It's slightly better to start with. I was going out, it's, it's the truth, it's, it's not a sob story. I went out one Friday, I made £22. I put in £20 a petrol, and oh, that was my day's work. So <clears throat> having to self-publish like that was... Un- it wasn't affordable for just now, you know? So, yeah, yeah, of course. And then someone says, well, why don't you do it through Amazon? And I looked at it, and they don't charge anything. You can publish your book. You've got to design it yourself. This helps if you want. But, I've, you know, even for my age, I'm smart enough to, I can understand the way around these things. And a friend of mine, he did his, <clears throat> excuse me, his travel uh, book. He went traveling. He's probably 63. And last year, he decided to go backpacking for himself, literally around the world right across New York, round the West, and right back via the Philippines and Australia. He went back. He only had to come home early because something happened. <clears throat> and he did a daily blog on Facebook. And I said, you should publish it. And he actually published it on, on Amazon this year. And I thought, well, if Stuart can do it, I can do it. And I put it out. And um, yeah, that's what it's called. Joined up writing 100 voices. And I've actually started on volume two now because uh, another poet, Brian Ira Franco, uh, a couple of months ago said, oh, why don't you do more? Why don't you do another one? I'm like, you know, people will be fed up of it. And he says, no, they're not. Do it again. So I've started it. And this time, it's mainly, but not exclusively, it's mainly poets. There's one or two people who's not poets said they want to do it. That's fine. But it's mainly poets. And I'm... I've got, I'm at 26 and I've got another 13 to do. And then I'll be asking other people to do it as well. So I'll ah. be back to that. Sir. Well, I've already sent it. Let, let, uh, me, know, well, we, let me know if anybody wants to have some people. So I, I'll, I'll look to go for you. And I probably told my father. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. It'll be easier because poets like to point. So they'll oh, be yeah. quite happy to write a voice. And but yeah. what I do this time is I just give the last line. I don't give the whole verse. Ooh. I give them the last line. So oh, they God. have to take their take on it. I don't want anybody following through the direct narrative. But Ooh. it works because they get the gist of it. Most of them, it flows. 
It flows. It still oh, works. No. It sounds fascinating, Project and I'll build for it, definitely. So. Yeah. <laughs> let me know. Let me know. And if you give me notes, I'll, 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 I'll have a word with the boss as well. I'm a little lady. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's all my questions for today, Finn, really. So you've answered okay. the last question for me. What you've got next coming up? And I, you've answered it there. So now, last bit is, if people want to find out more about you, where are the best going? Well, I have my Facebook page, which is just my name, Finn Hall. I have Like a Block from the Blue as my poetry page. That's got its own. That's where I put videos of me that I've done forever, just recording and stuff. And I put new stuff on it. And uh, I mix up hosting my events with myself and Like a Block from the Blue. Depends. They're both, they're both um, current like that. Plus, I'm on Instagram, which is finhall 14 I'm making all made a note of, definitely. So, brilliant. <laughs> That's plenty. No doubt, it's worth checking out. Like, it's you're definitely a gentleman as late as busy as I am, and that that's a lot, really. So, <laughs> right, uh, right, Finn. That'll be we'll conclude this part now, everybody. And what we'll do is I know you're going to do a few poses in the second half, so we'll take a quick break, let you get yourself okay. some poems. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. Thank you again, okay. Finn. Stay safe, thanks, guys. Bro. Spoken. Hi guys, okie dokie, straight over to Finn, I know he's going to do three points for us today mate, over to you buddy. Right, thank you, this one's called Like a Blot from the Blue, and it's, it's one of my uh, poems in the, in the 80s, where I got the name of my night from. God is at his agents, he can't be seen today, but if you care to make an appointment, you never know, he may. God is in his Cadillac doing 90 on the straight, leaving trails of desperation so hopeless in his wake. God is counting up his cash, then locking it in the bank. He collected it from the likes of you, and you he'll have to thank. God is tidying up his makeup before appearing on your screen to tell you how to run your lives and what has also been. God is signing autographs, being condescending and kind. So open up your eyes to him. You surely can't be blind. God is God is God is what? I'm really not quite sure. I think he caters for the rich and disregards the poor. God eats four square meals a day and has a roof over his head. While others scrape for a grain of wheat, then they'll still end up dead. God makes promises night and day, promises he can't keep. He tells you all to follow him. Be proud to be a sheep. That's Fantastic. Brilliant. I love the lovely ending of that then, definitely. So. <laughs> Thank you. Bottom this mark. one, yeah, this one I wrote uh, literally just a few days ago on the 22nd of uh, November. I wrote it to my taxi for now I write a lot of this stuff. This one's called, it deals with being deaf. It's called Closed Captions English Standard. I wear hearing aids, and I'm what they call profoundly deaf. I hear, but sometimes have difficulty picking out the actual words that people say. I find it hard sometimes to catch all the words that my fellow poets are saying when they do their reading. I wish the world came with subtitles. It's bad in my taxi with masks in the screen between me and my passengers to get them to speak clearly and give me their destination. 
I wish the world came with subtitles. Watching TV, it's great when the programmes have closed captions, but I hate it when they don't, or some demand shows don't, or when the words are behind the actual audio. I wish the world came with subtitles. In this constantly masked-off world, concessions are made for many, but city centres are blocked off for the disabled people. When deaf people can get out, but can't see what you're saying. I wish the world came with subtitles. I play my music too loud, my radio goes on too loud, my podcasts go on too loud. I'm not too proud if you ask me to turn it down. I don't know. I don't realise. I can't be sure how it sounds to you. I know how it sounds to me. Loud, but not too. I wish the world came with subtitles. I mean, hearing aids aren't perfect. They don't make things normal. They help. I'm not ignoring you. Your words are important. I mean, very important. It's just, it's just what I can't explain, which is strange for one who uses words to make a point, tell a story, let you know, I'm sorry. I wish the world came with subtitles. I take them out. Almost silence, can barely hear the washing machine, the noisy washing machine when I'm in the kitchen beside it. The morning alarm. It rings for ages, disturbing my wife, waking her when she doesn't need to be awake. I don't hear it until it gradually gets louder. I wish the world came with subtitles. I wasn't born this way. It's hereditary. My grandma and my father's side, then my dad. But he never went and seen about it. Then me. Now my daughter. My grandma died with big and hung in a strap beneath her top. It squeaked. Feedback if you went too close. You had to speak into the box at times to be heard in a world before subtitles. I do sometimes enjoy the silence, switching mine off or taking them off and being alone in my head, enjoying the silence of being at one with me. But then I still need to know when I get shouted down for tea. And yes, I realise I should check to see if the volume on my phone is on. Wouldn't it be great if the world came with subtitles? I mean, floating in the air, words destined for only the people that they are meant for. Or flick an imaginary switch and you can see everybody's words floating, soaring, shouting, swearing, counting, caring. Perfect for finding words for a found poem. The silence of constant chatter in a world where words do matter. Choose your font, choose your language, hit translate. What's that? Ah, too late. Your word escaped into the breeze to hide amongst the trees. A world, not perfect, but with subtitles. Brilliant. Really, there you go. Really good slice of life, that is. I felt with that one, Finn, we really got to know you really well with that one there. So, you're like, so despite the fact it's a very long piece, it's really engaging. And yeah, brilliant. Really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, so. I got you a good one to be doing actually live on a stage whenever that happens. Like, yeah, if we ever get back yeah. stage, it's, it's something I would, it's something I would look at. Like, even though it's such a long piece, I felt it was like an, you could do an introduction to like quite a longer show. Really, you could that one. So yeah, it's set the yeah. same really well. Good stuff, mate. Okay, we're on to the conclusion it, now, aren't we? It is one of my longer pieces. This is this is a this is a shorter one. This, as I say, it's written in nineteen eighty-seven. I. I think I had to do some alterations to it uh, earlier on this year. Just, you know, a few words that didn't look right after all that time. 
This one's called The Anguish of One. I'm going to cry until the skin wears away from my face. I'm going to cry until the tears don't look out of place. Don't say that I can't just because I'm a man. I can. I loved you so much it hurts to be alone in this world without you beside me. I'm lonely. It's you that I miss, you and you only. I haven't yet mastered the art of living alone. I'm glad I don't have a phone because every time it rang, I would think it was you. I miss your smile, the smile that would clear the clouds from the sky and the grass would glow greener and lush and green and children laughed so cheerfully. Life got calm and serene when you smiled. The gods relaxed their icy grips and life glistened as though it was the first day of spring and rivers flowed so bright and sparkling when you smiled. I miss your tears. That when you cried, the lambs lay down to rest and the buds cuddled up as if to die and weary willows hung low and seemed to sigh when you cried. And then you'd laugh and summer would start its shining glow and the sky would turn blue and bright. Always day, never night. You'd laugh. But now... My days are empty and happiness deserts me and solitude encapsulates my whole, my soul, my every day. My every day. There you go. Oh, brilliant, mate. That's you know, say that one there, that he, said that, he said that poem was 1987. It yeah. felt like it had that sort of anguish about it then. It felt like, do you feel, looking back at it, you could, you could have wrote that very recently, that one. Yeah, no, I, it, one of the things, like I said earlier, I was fine. It, it was just, I, I can't remember writing it, and I only know it's 1987 because it's unusually, I think the book, the notebook had a date in it, or that had a date in it. I, I can't remember writing it. I, I was happily married, uh, remarried. Um, yeah, my wife and I got married, and uh, we've been married for three, four years at that point. So, um, I'd been married before, became a single parent, and then you know I met my my wife uh, in 1982. We got married since in 1983, so I was you know ecstatically happy at that time. Not well, happy now, like but still, you know, there was nothing nothing coming over me, as they say. You know, I was fine. It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Came, came really, from my head. Yeah. Yeah. Characterizing, you call it. We say before, don't we? So <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, guys and girls. Thank you again today, Finn. It's been brilliant today. Really, really enjoyed yourself, mate. So hang around. I need to speak to you off mic. Well, thank you again, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been a gas, as you say. Thank oh, you. Lord, I'd love the word gas. Right. <laughs> as Don Carlos says, guys and girls, stay safe and stay over. See you all soon. Spoken, mate.